Let's get ready to rumble. Yes, here we go. Episode 66 of the Hibs Ramble. And as you can see by Liam's face, he's not overly pleased to be here. Recording, <laughs> recording directly after um, what was a painful night in Paisley. Um, but we're going to take ourselves back an hour and a half or just maybe a wee bit more than that, a couple of hours. And we're going to review the game very, very quickly and then look forward to, or try to look forward to, to the weekend, Liam. Okay? You happy with that? How are you doing? You all right, apart from being oh, deflated? i tell you what, mate, right? See, in my perfectly legal stream, it kept buffering and buffering and buffering. I've seen videos of all the goals, but the only goal that I actually saw live was St Mirren's second equaliser right at the end. And I tell you what, I'm just fucking fed up. I'm fed up. <laughs> um, what was your what was your initial take on the team? I was personally, I was quite surprised. Levitt was maybe still in there, um, albeit he done he done quite well to an extent at the weekend. Not surprised at all to see Rory Whitaker in there get his first start, which is great. Um, your best mate Josh Campbell back in from out the cold. Uh, Jair still in there. Miller dropped out. What was your overall thoughts of the team? Because basing, because I wasn't overly fussed with it personally, based on what happened at the weekend and the amount of games that we've had recently. And everyone online seemed to think the complete opposite. Yeah, I mean, I was, I wasn't too surprised that. At the personnel selected in the team, I think I was maybe a little bit, um, a little bit surprised that Dylan Levitt was still there. But I felt he played, he played all right on, on Saturday, and I think he also did quite well again tonight. So, um, it's maybe merited. I mean, the the boy needs minutes in the legs. It's clear that he's he's a player. So, I mean, the the more minutes we can get him, the better. Um, for the rest of the team, to be honest, like I, I was expecting. A lot of change, and a lot of change is what we got. So, now I was chuffed for that. I was I was happy to see Josh back in the starting eleven. Um, I've spoken at length uh, <laughs> through the whole last season um, about how much I love Josh Campbell. So, no, I was I was chuffed to see him back in. But you know, I, I felt like that team was good enough to go out there and and get the three points in pace of the night. Yeah, and at times we we did look justified of, of being able to to get those three points. I feel like the performance at times certainly um, justified us maybe taking away the three points. We started relatively strong to an extent. Obviously, we took the lead um, within 12 minutes. Lovely, lovely assist from um, Alex Gogic, clearly forgetting that he no longer plays for the Edinburgh Highways. Um, obviously, breaks the Dylan Venti. <laughs> Um, breaks the Dylan Venti, plays it through to to Josh Campbell, takes a goal, um, really really well. First time I think as well, takes it first mm-hmm. time. Um, obviously you you didn't see it live, um, but you saw many many replays. Um, <laughs> not only was for me how I thought that goal was really really important to get an early goal and kind of to set the tempo of the match and not allow the game to to maybe put it into nothing and just kind of just, I don't know, and then we were maybe going to lose our way in the match. That was my concern pre-match. So I was really, really happy that we managed to get a relatively early goal. What was your thoughts on kind of the the play before the game, and not the before the game, sorry, before the goal and the goal itself? 
I think the goal's a, it's a really nice finish. It's a striker's finish um, from Campbell. It's uh, it's refreshing to see that he's just back into this into the team into the starting lineup, and he's he's not really lost any of his touch, even though that he's not really been playing an awful lot under Montgomery. So it, it was good to see him uh, back on the score sheet again. Hopefully that um, you know moves him up the pecking order slightly, because um, I I honestly didn't think that there was going to be a space for. Josh Campbell um, and a Nick Montgomery Hibs side, which I was pretty gutted at. Um, and I didn't really want to admit it, but you know, I, I did. I did. Uh, I did say that I, I don't think that there was a space for him, like in the way that he wants to play. But maybe that'll help uh, Monty change his mind a wee bit. I felt like the the play leading up to the goal has kind of been similar to what what we've been seeing really the past few weeks, but we've just never really capitalised on early pressure. So a bit of a a nice change to to capitalise for once and uh, and manage to get that early goal because I think that settles us. I mean, it, it settles us. I know that St Mirren came back and and they were you know they put you know a, like a lot of pressure on and and our our defensive third, but I don't think they did an awful lot with the ball. Um, so it was it was nice to see our um, our pressure paying off early on. Which is obviously what Monty wants to see that we haven't seen really since he came in. Yeah, um, we certainly did grow, grow into the match, and I think, like you said, having getting that early goal kind of set the tempo for us as well, and just kind of justified the way that we're trying to play as well. Um, he mentioned just quickly on um, a striker's finish for Josh Campbell. I noticed a lot in the first half that he was kind of sitting up there with Dylan Venti. However, as I mentioned. The other night when we recorded about the Aberdeen game, I, I was frustrated that um, Venti was having to drop a lot deeper. So I didn't really expect a change of shape or anything like that. I kind of just expected to, Josh Campbell to play that kind of like false nine deeper striker role. And at times he certainly looked like he was, you know, you know, flirting with that kind of role, but then also dropping in and helping the midfield, which is probably Josh's best position. I don't know if you kind of saw that you know, unfold in the first half with him being so far up as well. Yeah, I think you know maybe maybe Monty's had a look at the game on Saturday and thought, you know, we're we're not really not creating anything up top with Dylan coming so deep. So I felt like everyone kind of took us to like took a different step because I felt like Dylan Levitt was playing really, really, really deep, almost in between both of the centre halves at the times. Um then you had uh, Josh, who was a little bit further forward, maybe in like that eight role, and Dylan kind of in the in the ten and, and nine hybrid role. So, <clears throat> listen, it's um, it's something I think that we're probably going to need to get used to watching the strikers come deep and maybe kind of um, interchanging with uh, the players who are holding in midfield. But listen, it's uh, it's it's just one of those things that we're that we're going to need to put up with with uh, Nick Montgomery. That's I've said that badly. Not put up with. I'm I'm frustrated. I'm saying things I don't mean. Sorry, Nick, if you're listening. Um, right, well, we'll get right into what I assumed was going to be the main talking point from the match. Um, but then obviously we, we took the lead again. Um, and then obviously threw that away once again. Uh, Nick Montgomery is clearly the goat at getting two all draws. So hopefully he can get rid of that that soon and hopefully you can cut that right out um main talking point for the whole match for me anyway um 
was their penalty mm-hmm. award. Now, my two pence on it is Jordan, uh, Jordan and Beta is extremely stupid to do that. Yeah. Um, and bear with me here. Let me let me cook. Let me cook. It is extremely stupid to do it in the first place and give the officials the opportunity to either make that decision in play or the opportunity for it to go to VAR. What mm-hmm. my issue is with it is the St Mirren attacker is basically trying to get Marshall to ride him by backing into him and taking him into his own goal. So for me, there's a foul on Marshall. And then there's maybe one, maybe two other fouls on Hibs players at the front post. Now, yeah. the ball is going nowhere near Jordan Obita or that area of the pitch where him and the St Mirren player were running into. And it doesn't necessarily make it as far as a foul, in my eyes, in comparison to the other two or three fouls that are on Hibs players. So my, my issue is... At what point, and this isn't necessarily a question, it's just more of a frustration, and then I'll get your overall riding thoughts on it. My frustration is at what point does it then become a foul on the goalkeeper if the ball isn't coming in that direction, but it's it's also deemed a foul by a beater for what I would say is something less, where the ball also isn't going in that direction. And at that point, by the time a beater makes that mistake, he pulls on the jersey and giving them the opportunity, there's already been another two fouls in the box by the time the ball gets to the front yeah. post. So the referee, regardless of whether it's through VAR or not, should be able to understand that the ball isn't getting to that area. And I, if there was no other fouls in the box, I wouldn't necessarily have this much of a grievance with it. Mm-hmm. But there's two or three other fouls in our favour. So at what point, and all those other fouls are closer to where the ball ends up, so why... Are they not getting taken into consideration? Well, maybe they are, but they're just overriding it by the fact that it's an attacking. Um, what's the what's the word like, I'm looking for? Like benefit of the doubt. Yeah, they're giving the benefit of the doubt to the attacker, and that it's an instance on the attacker in the attacking box. So that is is my frustration on on the penalty decision. Jordan will be a yes at fault for giving them the decision, but it shouldn't even make it that far. And other potential fouls in the box should also get taken into consideration. Mm-hmm. But then, like, where, like, where do you draw the line? Like, so how can then one foul take priority over another foul? And I no, I do agree with you that it is a penalty. I mean, Jordan Beat has got a handful of shirt. Um, so then, if there's if make... there's multiple fouls in the box, then surely at that point the official should be looking at where the balls went rather than where the offence is taking place. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I think I think so as well, but I mean, I mean, clearly that's not really been what what the referee's been told. So I don't know, mate. So yeah, so they obviously get the penalty, take it, dispatch it. Don't know about you, but I'm never really that confident about David Marshall saving penalties, albeit apart from Bill known for that and yeah, known for that in a Scotland shirt. Maybe you should start wearing a Scotland shirt under his hip shirt. Seems to perform <laughs> better when he was playing for Scotland. Um. I want to get your thoughts on Rory Whitaker's performance um, and just maybe your thought on Jair's performance as well, just because of the amount of stick that he seems to continually get and from myself as well. I'll, I'll take that on board. I feel like Jair had a very, by his standards, good performance um, this evening. 
And the reason why I want to get your your opinion on Rory Whitaker's performance from this uh, this evening is, I don't know if I'm being overly harsh, and I'm going to come on to Joe Neal's goal in a second, and I'm getting maybe a little bit ahead of myself here. Lewis Miller comes on for Rory, and I feel like all Lewis done was either give the ball away or give fouls away and just put mm. us under pressure by being a little bit too dominant in the air or maybe too dominant on opponents. And then I know it's not directly, and I, like I said, I'm getting ahead of myself here and I'll come back to that in a second. But I just feel like I felt weirdly safer with Rory on the pitch. Because <laughs> as the game went on, his performance grew and his confidence grew. And I feel like 16-year-old right back as well, which is his natural position, which was I, I was really happy to see. Yes, he got caught out a couple of times and gave a couple of fills away and stuff, but I don't know what it was. I just had this gut-wrenching feeling when Lewis Miller came on that something was going to go wrong because he just continually gave fills away by being too dominant. Yeah, it's maybe your subconscious coming, <laughs> kicking in from Saturday. But no, I, th- I mean, um, I thought Rory Whitaker played played really quite well. I mean, had to keep reminding myself throughout the game that he is only 16 because he doesn't play like a 16-year-old and uh you know on a on a pitch full of grown men he's got a lot of growing to do um at 16 so no I thought he played well I think it's good for him to have that amount of minutes under his belt uh, how how many did he get maybe about 80 minutes or something 85 Whitaker yeah this evening he came off at 66 just like he came off at 66, did he? 67, yeah, just literally a minute before we scored. All right, fair enough. Uh, I'm saying he got 80 minutes. What, what fucking planet am I on? Um, but no, I, I thought he played well. Like you said, I think he grew into the game. Um, and it, you know, it's, it's clear to see that the boy's got potential. He's he's a, he's a half-decent young player, and you know that's what we're looking for, eh, coming through the academy. But Jade, I think, had, again, had another good game. Looking a wee bit more confident at taking a man on, um, down down the wing, and he, he had a little bit of joy in the second half with it. Don't think the first half he was incredible, but second half I thought he was he was better. Um, and he's definitely now, you know, he's he's given us a, an option. He's given Nick Montgomery an option to. You know who's he going to play out wide? Is it going to be Boyle and Yuan or Boyle and Jade or you know? It, so good for it's a, it, it's definitely a good problem to have. I think that um, you can clearly see that Jair has been uh, buoyed in confidence by Nick Montgomery coming in and actually actually playing him. It's mentally mentally see what um, a manager is showing a little bit of faith in you can do. So you know, I think everyone's kind of chuffed with. Um, with the way that Jair's performing at the moment. Yeah, that's probably what's allowed Rocket to take his performance to another level, just having yeah. that belief and consistently, you know, playing more than anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll take it back a little bit. Obviously, Lewis Miller comes on, then we, we score straight away. So, and he was involved in the play. Um, I would probably put it down as a an ideal goal for Monty's shape and philosophy yeah. and passages he play and everything that we probably work on at training. Obviously, starting at the back, at one point it was out with a beater and then it comes across the back line and goes out to Miller, passing to Eli Yuan, 
uh, again, I felt could have maybe been involved a little bit more, but he does have that ability to do magical things at magical times when exactly. we need it. And he's obviously done that twist. Um, turned the St Mirren player inside out, played it to Dylan Venti. Dylan Venti takes it to the byline, which I'm a massive, massive fan of byline crosses getting cut back. Wonder if, if it didn't go in, if there wasn't like Joe Newell there for our goal, I wonder if it, there would have been a penalty because there was a, a challenge made on a Hibs player at the front post. But I think if Joe Newell wasn't there, Jair, Jair scores it. Aye. So thankfully we didn't need to rely on, on VAR doing us favours because it's certainly not been doing us that in recent games. Joe Neal taps it in and uh, there's celebrations and limbs as if it's a 30-yarder, which I'm, I'm all here for this and I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Joe Neal. It's just unfortunate we weren't able to see the, the game out. Um, good team goal, uh, playing out for the back, the turn, the cutback, the goal. But the best part for me was Jair celebrating before it even went in. <laughs> what was no, your take probably... on the goal? Uh, again, it's not one that I saw live because my stream was fucking buffering. So I had to rely on people sending videos into the group chat and watching it on on Twitter and stuff. So, um, well, a good goal, a good goal, like you said, a good team goal. Probably one that um, Monty would would put in his uh, in his portfolio to showcase the way that he likes to play the game. And yeah, I think it was kind of. The way that we built up reminded me a little bit of how we played on Saturday and how we never got any joy from doing that on Saturday, but we got some joy from it tonight. So you can see that there's there's a progression coming there. And I think, I mean, it's it's difficult to look at positives right now, just five minutes after the game's finished and think, oh, there, there's maybe positives to take here. But I think that goal was definitely one of them. Yeah. And just to kind of not necessarily wrap up on the game because the bulk of our questions will be around tonight's match, but um, it then leads us on to the game coming to a close. And I don't know about you, I mean, I've already alluded to it. I, I had a little bit of fear as the game went on, just due to the nature of some of the challenges that we were put in and, and we were the way that we were set up in the transition when we lost the ball, we just seemed very similar to what you said the other night at sixes and sevens very very the best probably way to put it is probably sixes and sevens actually i do feel like we were all over the place um in the transition and they then go on to score their second goal but before that we'd made a couple of changes jago comes on for levitt which i understand and i'm pretty sure you understand try to see yeah. the game out dylan levitt's played a lot and, and we've asked a lot from him in the last week um and Josh Landers comes on for, for Dylan Venti. And this is no slight of Josh because he worked his arse off when he came on. I'm just wondering, is that was that maybe the right sub? I mean, in hindsight, it goes to two all. And for me, just before this first shot is taken for the second goal, it doesn't look like Josh is doing enough to put pressure on the St Mirren attacker. Um, I'm assuming boy, uh, Martin... Boyle didn't want to get risked due to the injury. Yeah. Um, we didn't put Rudy on instead. We've obviously put Josh on and, and asked him to obviously run his arse off and add a little bit of pressure. How did you see those subs? Did you agree with them? or? Jago, yeah. Landers, I wasn't... I, I didn't know. I think it's, it's a lot to ask of a player so young to come on at that point in the game 
we are we are we're holding on and get up to the pace of the game because it was frantic. It was really frantic. I mean, St. Minham were throwing everything at it. We were trying to get a third. So it was a uh, no. It's it's a mental game to to bring you know bring anyone on who's only played once in uh, a shot you know for the first team. So I thought maybe throwing them at the deep end. It's it's uh, maybe not really that fair, but. You look at the rest of the bench and what else are you going to do? Like you say, are you going to risk Martin Boyle when the game is that intense? Probably not. But then why change the striker? I, I, I don't get it. I mean, I think Monty will have his, will have his reasons here and there to to you know tell us why he made the changes that he made. But at the end of the day, they're done now. And um, it seems to be a, a bit of a recurring theme that he is... Kind of bamboos us always, ways subs. But listen, it's uh, it's it's nice to see, uh, it's nice to see him showing faith in the young boys, and that's what I can take from it. Out. Yeah, the the second goal itself is is another poor goal. It's a shambles to, really, to concede. Um, it touches on what I said, uh, not necessarily over the transition, but just about being all over the place and. Individual error, er, error, sorry, right, left, and centre both leading up to the goal. There's an individual get... error in you saying that. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, all over the place. And St Mirren had two or three chances to to get that shot away. So therefore, yeah. we should have two or three chances to, to block it, it or yeah. do better and, and, and defend it better. But we just don't. I'm watching it back, literally, as we speak. Um, and it's it doesn't make for great reading because Joe Neal looks left on his own in the middle of the park, um, and they can he just play around them, get a shot away. Will Fish doesn't know whether to come out and and make an attempt or obviously leave that gap if he does come out, um, and they get that goal. So overall, very very poor goal to concede. Like we said, other than despair, what's your overriding feeling at the at the end of that match? I don't know. I don't. I've been fed up of drawing two two, drawing from losing positions. But I mean, like, I feel like I've just had everything knocked out of me from watching that. And the the worst thing about it was, I wasn't even surprised. I wasn't shocked. I was waiting for it to happen. So, nah, it's it's a it's a sore one to take. But um, that's not. I feel like we're saying this more often than not these weeks. But we just kind of need to take it on the chin and move on, and hopefully we can we can come back well in on Saturday. Yeah, no, you're right. It is, to be fair, it's a tough place to go. I would have, like I said, the other. Day, I mean, I and they are flying at the moment as well, yeah, Sean. So I would have. I mean, I would have took a draw pre-match. Um, I think a but, lot of people, a lot, a lot of teams will go there this season, uh, play better, and, and get worse results. So it's just tough to take. Tough to, and especially it's tough after to take. What's happened I mean, at the weekend. Exactly, and considering how well, how how good a record has been up there for, for recent years, we we usually have their number when we go when we go to Love Street. So it's um it's frustrating. St Mirren Park. Is that what it's called now? I I, I didn't care what it was called. I've always just called it Love Street. As old school, mate. Old school. Did you ever go to Love Street when it was aye, Love Street? Aye. Yeah, I went a few times as well. Shite holy. The whole place is, mate. The whole place is. <laughs> I would like to say 
and moving on. But that's obviously what all our, our listener questions are, are going to be. Um, so we'll just dive straight into that, Liam. Now it's time to answer the Hibs Ramble listener questions. So we got obviously a little bit, well, not necessarily a little bit ahead of ourselves, because we put our, the tweet out pre-match just to anticipate what potentially was or wasn't going to go wrong. So we'll just fire through them um, and in no particular order. So they, Did John ask what, them, what we had for dinner? He did, he did, don't you worry. Oh, did he? Don't you worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me, like I said, let me cook. Let me cook, mate. <laughs> it was in no particular order. However, that's where <laughs> I was going with that. Um, John did manage to squeeze in and asking us what for, what's for dinner. But he did also go on and say that's all on the manager, which I would very briefly like to get your thoughts on after I hear what you have or have not had for dinner. And I know that you're not between shops because you went shopping no. on Monday because we were I'm late not- to record... Yeah, I'm not between shops. Uh, we've been to the shops. We've for dinner tonight. We had um, it was these spicy chicken tenders and chips. It was just a, a nice and a nice and simple one tonight. A nice uh, two hundred degrees, twenty minute dinner. Um, but these chicken tenders, fucking hell! I mean, I'm I I thought I was all right with spicy, but Jesus Christ Almighty, they are they were spicy. I was actually thinking about you when I was eating them because I was like, oh, I wonder if Sean would like these because I can't let you like all your Asian cuisine and that. But are you a big spice man? I'm not a big spice man, nah, not really. Oh, well, not yeah. really. Mate, my head was blown I would have off. Struggled. I would have struggled. Yeah, I'm going to be destroying the pan in the morning, I'll tell you that for nothing. So, yeah. I mean, it, it was a good tea like, but um, yeah, maybe a wee bit too spicy for me. Put the rest um, in the bin. I had uh, spinach and ricotta ravioli, and it was Ooh. tremendous, tremendous. I but, do like a um, wee bit of spinach and ricotta ravioli. Thoughts on John's um, comment, which seems to now be a reoccurring theme at the end of matches when Monty is... Do you know what? I'm going to say he's executed his game plan perfectly because he's clearly playing for two all draws because they seem to continually <laughs> keep happening. He's very what's good your thoughts? What's your thoughts on on a lot of people starting to necessarily blame Monty. What was it that John said? It's all on the manager. I don't think it's all on the manager. I think a lot of it certainly has to... I mean, the buck has certainly got to stop with him. It's his um, style of play. It's his... um, It's his sort of loyalty to the way that he wants to play the game. I don't want to say stubbornness or, or inability to change because I don't think that's... He's definitely doing that. He's definitely changing and that maybe is what the issue is. Yeah, and I, I think it's we just need to give him a bit of time, but it is and I think if you ask Nick Montgomery right now, he would probably tell you the same that that it, the buck stops with him. Um, But People coming out and, and having these ridiculous Monty out shouts and all the rest of it is not going to help the players. It's not going to help the, the coaching staff. It's not going to help anyone at the club. So if you want to do I the mean, best. Thankfully, I've not seen I've not seen any of them, but that might be because we literally hit record as soon as the final whistle went. And maybe that's why we've not seen them. Yeah. Um, that. And again, just echoed some of the stuff that we've already said. Another frustration night. He also didn't manage to catch much of it, like yourself. Um, Must have been on the same stream as me. And how frustrating is it that we can't seem to close out games, which obviously we've we've already touched on. Um, 
for me, I don't know if anyone's mentioned this in the questions or anything yet, because we're, we're going to fire through them quite quickly this evening. But we've dropped what I think is six points from winning positions or six mm -hmm. points in total. Um, the last two league games, anyway. Yeah, six, six points from winning positions since Monty came in. No, uh, more, than that, more than that. More than that. Tonight, Ross County, Kilmarnock. So that's four. Monty's, Monty's first game. Oh, oh, we've dropped six points. I thought yeah. you meant we should have had her. Wrong one in positions. Ignore me. Um, Ignore me. It's, it's late, good. Sean. It's all good. Um, and I know it's all hypotheticals, but if we had held on and got those three points in those in those no those three games, we'd be sitting fourth, um, or maybe even a third technically because Saint Mirren are sitting on nineteen, and if we had got six, that would take us up to eighteen, so we'd we'd be third. But again, I don't want to get into these hypotheticals because I, I run away with them too much. <laughs> um, Paul McKay asked, um, how pissed off did the ref look? When he had to give Hibbs the second goal, um, yeah. And to be fair, the offside or potential offside, it did look very, very close. But it, it was the St. Mirren player's knee that was playing him on, so it was a little bit clearer than uh, Martin Boyle's one. But yeah, the officials ain't doing us any favors at the moment. Yeah, um, we, I mean, I think a lot of people, and without trying to sound like uh, a Celtic fan, I think a lot of people in Scottish football have kind of had it in for Hibbs the last few years. I think since we. Since we got rid of Jack Ross, I don't think a lot of people in the media and, I mean, I don't think the referees have ever particularly favoured any team. Um, you could ask any any fan in the league to think the referees favour your team and they'll all go nut. But I genuinely do think like the media definitely have had it in for us since uh, we got rid of Jack Ross. And I think they maybe need to stop being so nasty. Um, Billy asks... Or did ask, and I wonder what his opinion on this would be now, considering um, Miller's performance when he came on. But is hooking Miller and then benching him the next game after his error at the weekend good management or poor management in his eyes? And I've seen this question come in. I'm quite curious to see your answer. I actually thought it was great management because Miller gives the impression that if he gets dropped after a error that he knows he's made, it gives him a little bit of fire in the be belly. But tonight, it seems like he maybe had a little bit too much. I don't want to sound like I'm digging him out, but it just seemed like he was maybe too rare to go when he came on. Did you hear that butt from him? No, I did not. No. Did you not? Nah. That was a good one. Um, I've seen this one and I was thinking about it. And I, I think it all just kind of depended on, you know, what what we saw from Lewis when, if he came on. And we obviously seen him come on looking like he had a point to prove. So it, I think it's good management. Lewis is looks like he's one of those players who will who would benefit from a change like that rather than, you know, a, a different player. I, I mean, I don't know the players' personalities, but, you know, there's players who would benefit from something like that. But there, then there was players who would benefit from an arm around the shoulder and saying, oh, listen, you're the best player in the team. I'm going to keep you in, just keep doing what you're doing and stuff. So I think it it, it needs to go on a player-by-player player basis. I, do, I don't think he would be able to do that for for every player because, one, I don't think we've got the personnel to change an entire 11. And, and two, I don't think, you know, not every player works that way. Not every player is wired the same. So, yeah, it's, um, 
it seems to me like good man management and that's all that we've heard really about Monty is he's a great man manager I mean Lewis told us himself um, that he, he learned a lot from Monty so yeah listen um, it's one of them things mate correct Michael said so, so sicking in but we were clearly the better team for most of the match a silly run and a slip that cost us two points away to the third best team in the league. And he pretty much kind of sums it up as well, because I do feel like we were the stronger side. Um, well, I mean, if games were won and lost on that, then we would uh, we'd be third in the league and we'd be in a cup final. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lewis Chapman asks where we think uh, Chris Cadden would fit into the squad uh, once he's returned to full fitness, which full fitness and match fitness is probably a bit different. So there's probably still a bit of time to come. But given Miller's um, recent form, I don't know where you see him maybe fitting in. I think Monty might try and allow one to be right mid, one to be right back, and they can alternate and switch. But then I think that might see us playing like an early Yuan or a Martin Boyle up top with Venti instead. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that Monty will be giving him a chance when he's back um, and when he's when he's fit to play. So... I think we can expect to see Chris Cadden included. I don't think Cads is our best option at right back in a back four, to be honest with you. Um, I think he's better going forward than he is at defending. So we, we, we might see him, you know, playing in a more advanced role, you know, like in the right of a, a midfield four or maybe even, uh, you know, at the top if he, if he you know, goes to a 4-3-3 at any point. Maybe at right wing. So, Cads is a great option to have because I think he's very versatile down that right hand side. And, you know, if Cads is back and is pushing Lewis Miller, then Lewis Miller will will perform well. And if Lewis Miller is pushing Cads, then Cads will perform well. I mean, I can't rule the Whitakers here, but, you know, chances are he's not going to be um, playing every single game this season, 16 year old laddie. Like, he's no. They'll not be built for it. So I think the sooner Cads is back and we've got that option, uh, just gives us another string to our board. Really, and it, it gives us you know another chance to to change things up and see if we can actually win a game of football. What you mean? We're not meant to just draw every game to all and <laughs> go the rest of the season unbeaten, no? Someone better, someone better tell Nick Montgomery. I mean, you'd be happy with that, eh? That's how Arsenal won the league that time. They just drew every game, 12, not 12 draws or something like that. Oh, and zero defeats. Not bad, that, eh? Not bad. That was gold. like us in the championship. It was just gold. Um, Harvey Scott, does Nick Montgomery know anything about game management? Same shite, different week, sick to death. So, um, I would say he knows an awful lot about game management. He knows exactly whether it's positive or negative. He knows a lot about what to do or not to do. You know, mate, I think he knows exactly what to do to get the game to finish 2 all. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, I think that's his his biggest strength. No, and in all honesty, you know he's he's getting used to the game. He's getting used to it's a it's a different it's a different style from the A League. It's a different style from what he was playing in the English Championship and Premier League. So I think um, he needs to get to grips a little bit more with it with the game. And yeah, I I, I don't know. I I can see where the positives are coming from, but. There's also a lot of negative negatives, so. Later negatives. As I'm, well. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying my hardest to stay positive. 
and it I think I think and I think a lot of the support will remain positive. Oh, I'm, I'm behind the, them. I'm for, for the, oh, no, of course, I'm not insinuating anything like that at all. But what I mean is, I think the vast majority of the support understand the position we're in with our squad and where we're at and what Monty's trying to do, and that he maybe just needs two or three at the moment. I think he needs five or six total, but maybe in January, two or three strong loans, maybe um, short term options yeah. to see us through to January and just to try and bring in players that, that, yeah. that suit it. But another right back. Because he it. certainly can't play centre-half, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> Ethan Wood, get him in. Keith Robertson, can we see a major clear-out in January if Monty keeps giving everyone a fair crack of the whip and we're still not able to win games? And I, I mentioned this one or two episodes ago about Monty giving people the chance to see what we've got so then he now, once, come, once January comes, he knows what he's got and what he's not got so we can identify the right area yeah and we can identify the right areas to recruit albeit it could be short term or not homer hibbs can we sack them all and play the bairns well monty's certainly trying to play some of them so we've got to give him some kind of credit for that (laughs) don't we now the last at the moment anyway since we are recording directly after the match the last question that's came in pre-recording and I've left this one to, till the end um, on Twitter, not Instagram. Nige came in on Instagram, so I'll come over to that in a sec. Um, Albert Street, what is the better feeling? Emptying a very full bladder or blood going back into your arm when you've woken up after falling asleep on it? Now, I don't know about you, Liam, and I'll just give you a second to actually think about your answer for this. Both these things happen to me Far too often. <laughs> Far so maybe too see, often. Uh, maybe go and seek medical help. Well, I can't really... I don't know what I can do to help the latter one, but the first one is definitely all on me because that's by choice. That I'm just allowing my bladder to get ridiculously full. <laughs> so speaking of so much experience that I have of both events taking place in my life, I'm going to go with the first one. Yeah, I think I would need to go with the first one as well. Especially like, see when it's like I, I don't think I mean you'll know you'll know Ken this, but when you've like been having a baby, right? And like if you're stuck on like a bus that's not got any toilets or like you're in a car or something and your your bladder is that full that it's painful to stand up and then you piss after that the relief that you get is is amazing. So I would probably go for that. But I mean see the 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 arm one, right? I don't feel like the blood going back into your arm is is worth it. Uh, I hate I hate it when my as in you want your arm to just not have blood in it. No, no, no. Like I, I hate that feeling. Like of my arm going all numb and stuff, so the relief of the blood going back into my arm doesn't outweigh how much I hate my arm being like that in the first place. Then I safely assume that it only happens to you when you're sleeping and you wake up in the middle of the night. Hey, not the middle of the night. Usually in the morning. Right. Okay. Yeah, it only happens to me in the middle of the night. I'll wake up and then I'll I'll be like I'll be like this. Alright. I, you YouTube, need to move YouTube, your arm. Let's see your arm. Like that. 
just trying to like move it about in that and close it. And, you've, and you're like, in. you've never realised how heavy your arm oh, actually is. It's a joke, absolutely a joke. <laughs> just reminds me how much I need to go back to the gym. Gains me. I mean, it's uh, obviously. Right. It's, I mean, it's either it's either you're not strong enough to lift your own arm, or your arm is that swole that it's just too heavy to lift. There we go. So what you're saying is my arms are huge and I'm massive. Thanks, thanks, Leon. I'll take that. Take it. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Nige over on Instagram again, folks. Get involved on Instagram. Um. Is this a knee jerk reaction page. from Nige again? Uh, I've not read it yet. Um. But yeah, reading the first thing, I'm going to say yeah. Um. But yeah, our Instagram is certainly a lot more of a happier place than Twitter, and. Yeah, let's, let's so just get involved in our Instagram page because it's a lot more cheerier than most things going on at the moment. Nigel's thoughts, um, thoughts for the ramble. This what's what he's titled it. We hibs it, right, Tommy? Maybe asked you, son. When will we learn? Two points thrown away again. <laughs> Is that what you think, we feel? Tommy has had a greater input than Mark and Craig combined for weeks. But I tell you what, he, he enjoyed the game this evening. When we scored the second goal, I was uh, I was up and dancing and singing about flinging my arms about, and he was pissing himself laughing. He was pissing himself, but it looks like he's away to go and fall asleep tonight. Um. Yeah. So as I was saying, Thomas, thank you very much. Um. Knight said, "When will we learn? Two points thrown away again." I can already feel the daggers coming out. We have a real mentality issue when we concede. Well, it's Hibs, mate. We've got a real mentality issue, full stop. But yeah, I agree, Nige. Um, sorry, I just really threw myself off there. Mentality <laughs> issue when we concede and we seem to convince ourselves that we will throw the game away. It's frustrating because we can see how Monty wants to play, but we're the masters of our own downfall. We can't continue to draw games in such a tight league or we'll quickly find ourselves languishing near the bottom sooner we, well, we get are, rid of though, the dead wood the better so all in all can't really disagree with much of what he said there um so yeah and i'd appreciate getting that in what's your thoughts on that before we quickly close on what was all in all a, a tough night in paisley no no i, I agree i am I think that there is dead wood that we need to get rid of, but I don't think that we can afford a full clear out like we saw last January. Um, because we need the players, really. We we need to have the options, and if they aren't good enough, then fair enough. But we need the bodies in. We need the senior bodies in. I think. Um, but we just we just need more. We need more and more and more. We kind of need to do a, a Craig Levine at Hearts and just kind of sign anyone who wants to come and play with us. <laughs> Surely one of them's going to be all right. Yeah, well, we've got... I think that now takes us down to the joint worst defence in the league as well. As we mentioned already, too many individual errors are, are what seems to be killing us on a consistent basis. And hopefully um, Nick Montgomery will be able to maybe turn one of these two all draws into a, a one-all draw. Me too, man. Or a 3-3. Three, three. Who knows? Um, These were the games yeah. that were promised under Lee Johnson, remember? When he was like, oh... All I'll do is attack. A, and all out attack and all that. So this is what we're getting under Monty. 
Quite fully looking forward to to the weekend, Liam. Kilmarnock at home. Um, now, Kilmarnock, second worst team away from home in the league um, at the moment. Um, and we are the eighth best team at home. So I don't really know what there is to really read into that, if I'm honest. All I know is that it's going to be two all. Um, <laughs> Kilmarnock, sitting, Kilmarnock sitting fourth, though. 16 points. Um, very, How very, have they managed that, eh? The same, the same way Dundee have managed to pick up as many points as they have and sit in six. Fucking mental. Hell. Mental what's going on. But again, it's still, I don't want to sit here and say it's tight because the longer we keep saying that, the less likely it's going to remain tight. And like Nige says, we, we keep languishing start, towards the bottom half. So We need to start taking advantage of how tight it is. Yeah. Well, you've done that in the past and look at you now, two kids later. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Megan, I've got a lot of respect for Megan. I've got no respect <laughs> for Liam. She doesn't listen anyway, I'm bother. Yeah, Kelly, very, very inconsistent, though. Um, stronger at home rather than away from home. They got mm-hmm. beat by St. Johnston away at their last away trip. Um, and their last away game before that was Celtic, which, which they lost as well. The only wins that they have picked up in the last five have all been at home. So do you think that's something we can maybe take advantage of, Liam? No. Okay, thanks. See you later. <laughs> I think I think exactly the same as you. I think it's going to be two two. Um, what do you think going into what again at the moment seems to be game after game? It's a huge game after huge game after huge game. Where do you think the players' mentality is going to be at after the week after Ross County, and then Aberdeen, and then tonight? Where I know where your mindset would be at because you're a weak individual, but where do you think the, the footballers' minds will be at going into the weekend's match? Well, I mean, if you think about it this way, right? Yeah, we got beat on Saturday, but we've managed, we've, we've picked up a point tonight against the team that's third in the league. So if you're, if you're a Hibs player or you're a Monty, you need to take the positives from that. And I think they will. Uh, we seem to look at the positives from. Saturday and we came out tonight and I felt like we played all right, barring you know a couple of a couple of mishaps and stuff. So listen, um, I think the players have got a half decent mentality under under Nick Montgomery and um un, and under no illusions that we will come out and blow another two goal leads on Saturday. Um yeah, so Liam, just to kind of close us off on on the whole episode and again thanks to everyone for listening. We really really appreciate it as always. Um, especially after the last couple of weeks that we've had in regards to the tough results. But how do you see us lining up? And I don't necessarily mean by formation, Liam, I mean more about personnel, considering the changes that Monty made tonight. And to be fair, Jair, Whitaker, Campbell, all good accounts of themselves. Um, but then the likes of Obita, um played three 90 minutes in a week. You've got Newell. Um, the centre-half pairing isn't necessarily a concern for me because uh, then you've got Hanlon to obviously come in, which I don't think will happen. But when you've got Levitt playing relatively well, Diego coming back, we don't necessarily know where Martin Boyle is going to be at in regards to 100% fitness. How do you see certain personnel lining up? It's a bit of a tombola, to be honest with you, Sean. Um, I think he will make more changes on Saturday than he did for tonight, because like you said, Levitt will be a, I mean, they've put a lot in, maybe, I mean, even Eli Yuan, uh, they've put a lot into the last week. Um, 
and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see some of them getting a, a, a well-needed rest. So, I mean, I would uh, I would expect to see um, a very different team on Saturday than what we saw this evening. I. So I'm not going to ask you for a score prediction to finish because <laughs> two two. Everyone thinks it's going to be two two. I'll go two Hibs goals, and I'll go two Kilmarnock goals. However, it'll be two own goals, so it'll be four nil Hibs. I hope so. I hope so. And Maybe that that'll be the way that we cheat the system. Monty needs to learn somehow. That's for sure. Mate, all, all he needs to do is is tell them. Listen, you can have a. Two two. You, both teams can score two goals. Just make sure it's all in the one net. And on that, we'll wrap us up. Episode sixty six of the Hibs Ramble. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Much love to everyone. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll let's all on... look forward to two two on um, on Saturday. Let's go I'm on the Hibs, and we'll, and we'll see you on Monday to talk about it. Cheers. <laughs> see you in a bit. Bye bye. Let's get ready to rumble.